Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. Now, as we say each week, this program is about turning your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, really making your dreams come true. And we always have inspiring, amazing guests that really help you do that. Today is no exception. If you're listening live today, uh, which is July 21st, you can, and that's on Monday, you get between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon Pacific time, you can give us a call at 866-472-5788. If not, the shows are all archived on the Voice America site, and you can get to that also through my site, raskinresources.com, which has been revised and revamped. So love to have you take a look at that. Okay, my guest today is Larry Duchin, who is the author of the new book, I Am, Therefore I Am. Finding God in Our Heart. And it's about God's love and finding love in our heart that we're created out of love so that we, we need to recognize that. And many times we don't realize that. So, welcome, Larry. Thank you for having me on, Patricia. All right. What's in your background that made you write this book? Well, I really did not start out to write a book. Kind of what happened was that I grew up Jewish in the South, small fairly small Jewish community, and I really did, I was bar mitzvahed, but I did not have a relationship with God that I could attach to that I knew of, whereas I knew others did, so I was really missing that part for a long time, uh, and that really went on through the 20s. In my early 30s, I started emotional, some deep emotional therapy for sexual abuse that had happened with my mother during the time of puberty, which obviously was a big, had a big effect on me in terms of how I felt about myself and how I saw things. And that had created a lot of anger in my relationship, especially with my wife during the 20s. And so uh, during the early 30s, I started uh, this deep emotional therapy. And at the same time, I saw myself as starting a uh, spiritual path because as I talk about in the book, one of the first things uh, that I remember back on the spiritual path is that I was putting my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's now 17, and she's about two at the time, I was putting her down for a nap, and I just felt such love for her. And I said, thank you, God, with great appreciation, really, for the first time in my life. And I knew that at that time that love was the most powerful force in the universe. Mm -hmm. So I was starting out. That's my first recollection. So I was starting on a spiritual path, and then I was doing the emotional path of deep therapy. And for a long time, I saw those as two separate paths. But they eventually that they were they were actually one path. They they, they merged, or they had merged earlier. And um, mm-hmm. I kind of get into that in the book. But yeah. to, to answer your question, I was keeping a journal for. Um, a number of years, starting in the early 30s, recording some of these emotional experiences. And then uh, I guess it was about seven, six, seven years ago, I started receiving these revelations that were coming through me, and it was really? almost like in a, it wasn't like a different voice. It was my voice, but it was just so concise and clear, and I started recording these in my journal. 
Um, and then, and I didn't know at that time that anything that, was going to be with You know what this reminds me of when I hear you say that? It reminds me of the book Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Uh-huh. And, and I think there's a lot of comparisons to, there's a lot of things in my book that are, that are in terms of um, how it came about that is comparable. There's also things in, in my book that's comparable in content to Conversations with God. Um, and also, I'll throw in. There's several other books. I feel, uh, I'm a big uh, have big, been a big proponent of A Course in Miracles, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in uh, my book that relate to A Course in what Miracles. What is what is the purpose here? What is it that you want people to gain from your book, Larry? I want people to know that the to broaden their perspective and to know that it is it's all good, it's all love, and that you can rise above these problems that you encounter in your daily life, these ups and downs, it's like a roller coaster. You know, one minute you're happy, the next minute you're down. And and all that is re- people relate that to events that happen outside of them, whereas the where your true happiness comes from is inside of yourself, and it comes from a knowing of your oneness with God and right, that love what relationship. What when you, as you said, you've been through some trauma, you're feeling very angry, you're not in a forgiving space. Um, how do you do it? How do you deal with that so you can break through that to see the relationship with God? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to honor it, and you can't. The vast majority of people cover it up, and that's why we have all the addictions of alcoholism and drugs and TV and sex and computer. You, you know, there's an unlimited number of ways. So the first thing is you have to do is be honest with yourself, and you have to realize, you know, that you have these issues that were coming from a lot. Most of these issues for most people come from uh, uh, childhood issues where they were abused or whatever, mistreated. And it, what happens during that time is when you when you have these issues that happen in childhood, you become emotionally frozen at that time. So when you're 27 years old and you're yelling at, um, your wife for doing something and you're acting like a child, you're really reverting back to your, you know, when you were eight years old. And re- you're recreating, you're re-experiencing those experiences again and again. So you have to uh, be honest with yourself and, and really, in, it's you know, for me it required a lot of years and a lot of assistance um, from a couple of very gifted and very compassionate, mm-hmm. loving women therapists. And I don't know that everybody has to go that route to the extent mm-hmm. I did, but I think you have to be open to whatever God presents to you well, to heal that. one of the that. things that you just said that I thought was key was when you said, you know, we have to face the issue, and instead of hiding it through drinking drugs or sex or gambling or computers, we have to really own it and be able to say, you know, I am scared or I am lonely or I am frightened or I do feel lost. Mm-hmm. And and sit with those feelings. And why is it that we don't do that enough? Well, I think that people have a fear of getting into the dark spaces. They see the dark spaces within them. We're actually all light. We're 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 just one with God, and we're all light. But, but our beliefs create. Um, we believe that we have these dark spaces, in, and if we explore those dark spaces, that we're going to die. That's ultimately the belief is that we're going to somehow, you know, that we're going to die. Um, further on, after you know, as you get further into the journey, you explore your relationship with God. And, and for me, and what I've written in the book, and what I believe is the vast majority 
of people is that we have we we have a belief that goes long long way back that we separated from God and and, and so we have a so the belief is there that we will be um, punished by God for separating from Him. So, you know, this falls back into the original Christian tradition of sin and sacrifice and everything, and that Jesus taking care of our sins. And so, obviously, my book um, is not in that realm at all. It's 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 completely off that realm because I talk about how God is love and how that we um, that we're also love and that we never separated from God and that we uh, the belief in sin is that sin is non-existent um, sin is uh, uh, somebody said something to me the other day about sin they said um, that was very good they said you know sin is not so much what you've done but sin it but uh, is what you do with the knowledge you have so I think as you become a more um, aware and authentic person of your relationship with God, um, it's more being honest with yourself and uh, and you know seeing knowing what you want to do in each instance. How do you want to treat people? Now I've kind of skipped ahead a lot, and I don't want to miss the the, the first end of it because the first end is very important. And that's how people, you know, that's how people get started. Need to get started um, along. The path, but what I do want to stress is, is that it is the spiritual path is also an emotional path, and you have to be open to all of your emotions and be able to express them freely and be willing to explore them. But many people don't. Many people don't. Many people don't, and many people give innuendos and they have a front. They say the right thing. There are many, many clever people out there, Larry, that know just what to say and how to say it and when to say it. And they seem to go through life being able to do that. But the ultimate thing is, uh, Patricia, is just that they're not happy. And when you have to be something you're not, which is what they're doing, then you're not happy. And it requires an immense amount of work and energy to be something you're not. So what, what this path is for everyone is becoming more authentic of who you really are, which is which is a son of God. And when I talk about a son of God, I, I talk about... This, there is one Son of God, and we are all part of that one Sonship. We're all uh, one as part of that Sonship. Now, you had said that you were raised Jewish and that you have embraced other religions. Have you adopted another religion, or would you say you're more inclusive and spiritual of many religions? I would say I'm more inclusive and spiritual of most of the uh, beginnings of religions, because that was... What happened with a lot of the religions is that you know the hierarchy wanted to reinforce their power, and so they put in all these rules. You know, you got to go to a priest to talk to God, or you got to do this, you know, practice or whatever. So there's a lot of dogma that got added to what the true spiritual um, essence of whoever that prophet or whatever you know received. Look how bad you know. Look look how distorted uh, Islam got from you know the prophet. What Muhammad got, so the, so I'd say it's inclusive of of everything, and and what what my book is basically is, um, you know, it's dogma free, so it's it's inclusive of everyone, and it's, it's it has only a positive, a good message. It's you know that everyone is part of God. Everyone can rise above what they view as these problems. Um, and everyone can be, and we're here. You know, we're here on this earth to be happy. God wants us to be happy, to have joy. And so um, that is the ultimate 
thing, and, and the joy is just immense. The joy and peace is immense when you know when you have that relationship with God. But there are you can't just leapfrog over it. You, there are steps you have to go through. Well, and I think after the break we're going to talk about those steps. And you talk about enlightenment, and I think after the break we're going to talk about that. See what you know. What do you mean by that? What does that exactly mean? And how can we begin to achieve that in our lives, or can we, as mortal beings, achieve enlightenment? All right, my guest today is Lawrence Duchin, and his book is I Am, Therefore I Am, Finding God in Our Heart, and this is after many years of studying different religions, and he has written this lovely book, which uh, helps us to become at peace with ourselves and with God as well, no matter who our God is. You're listening to Positive Living. You can give us a call if you're listening live on July 21st at 866-472-5788. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back, and you are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on voiceamerica.com. 
Remember, this program is about turning your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, getting the support you need in making your dreams come true. And today we have a very interesting program. We're talking about finding God in our hearts and finding peace in our lives and being authentic. My guest is Larry Duchin, who is the author of I Am, Therefore I Am, Finding God in Our Hearts. And if you're listening on July 21st live, you can call us at 866-472-5788. If not, these shows are archived both on voiceamerica.com and on my site, raskinresources.com, which you may want to look at. My site has been revamped and revised. Welcome back, Larry. Thank you. Um, when you came up with this title, I Am, Therefore I Am, Finding God in Our Heart, when you decided to write this, you wrote this from your own personal need. This is not, or is this your profession? No, it's, well, first off, the title of the book, the, the main title, I Am, Therefore I Am, was given to me in a dream. I saw my book in a dream, so I knew that's what God intended for the title to be. So, but I think, um, Finding God in Our Heart, the subtitle is really indicative of what the book's about. But uh, to answer your question, uh, it, I I'd kind of I did not get to the last like five or six years because it's been a uh, there's been some uh, a lot of experiences there that that's kind of a long uh, explanation. But I do a day job, so to speak. I'm in sales, and um, this is something that is just. You know, I've just come out with the book, and I have a publicist, and I've been getting extremely good initial reactions to the book over the last couple months as it's been out, and so I'm just enjoying talking about uh, the book and talking really about God's love because I want people to know how much God loves them and that that can take care of all their issues. So, you know, where it goes from here, I don't know. I'm just enjoying trying to take it day by day and just do it, stuff as it comes up. Okay. So you talk about um, enlightenment. What do you, what are your views of enlightenment? What do you mean? Can we be enlightened? Well, I think there's a big hang-up in the spiritual arena about the word enlightenment, and I, there shouldn't be because people think that you reach, you go on this journey and then you reach this point where you stop and you're enlightened and it's like all bliss and everything. So, the, the, there's several points here. First off, every, you are already enlightened. Okay, Enlight, enlightenment means just in the light. You are already the light. So it's only, it's really a recognition that you are that instead of a journey that you have to go somewhere. Now your recognition and remembrance goes on a journey, um, and it keeps going and going. And there's never it's never a set point. Um, you will continue to become more aware and aware. Uh, basically what's happening is, you know, God is expressing through you, and, ex- and so he's expressing through each of us, and we're having experience with each other, and, we, and, and, and God is awakening to itself as we, as we walk through the world, meet people, you know, see animals, do all that stuff. So we are awakening, so, and that will continue to deepen. That's, that's create, that is what is happening with creation. Creation is being furthered by this awakening that's going on and God coming to know himself or herself in a more deeper way. So people get hung up on this enlightenment thing, and they really shouldn't because it's just, that's kind of like a, that's like a word that's putting a box around something that doesn't need to have a box around it. Um, but, the, but the main point is, 
you know, you're already you ha- you're you're already God's already expressing through you, so you are already what you seek. You know, you are already that enlightened being, and um, and it's just a matter of, of recognizing that. I'm not saying it's an easy process, but it's um, you know that's what that's what it is. And as you come to more and more recognition, I've got a chapter in the book on of recognition and remembrance because it's really remembering who you really are. Well, what does that mean? Well, we can't. We're asleep. This is like a play, and we're in the play, and we're acting these roles and so forth, and we don't realize that we're in a play and that we're fi- filling these roles. And what what happens on this journey is you start to remember more and more that you that it is a play that you are. You know what you're doing here. So you're broadening your perspective um, and opening up to more of your divine knowledge, and you are um, remembering. That you—it's really a rem- the path is a remembrance that you are one with God, and as you, as you remember that more and more, you move into that deeper and deeper, and as you move into that deeper, um, you know you f- you go through you flush out some of those layers that are within you that are you know that you consider that need to be that need to be looked at, and those layer when I'm talking about those layers, I'm talking about beliefs you have about yourself that you're not worthy or that you are. You know, it's whatever. It's, it's these negative beliefs that you have about yourself. So you flush those out, and you move deeper and deeper in your oneness. And what what's already present within you, but is covered up by all these beliefs, is the immense amount of joy and peace that's already that that is already within you. Um, and it's just a matter of uncovering that and remembering that. And when you say remembering that, remembering um, from when we were children, just being quiet and still to remember? Well, you know, children have actually remember their oneness with God more, a lot more so than adults, because, especially the younger children, because they don't have all those layers of experience and, and parental beliefs that have been lumped on them yet as much. You know, they're not so much attached, they're not so much in the world. The longer you're in, in the world, the more you forget um, the, the longer you, the longer you're in the world, the more you can forget that you are in a play. So younger children remember, but I'm talking about something that goes. You know, we, people talk about um, past lives and all that stuff, and and that's I think that's a that is a broader perspective than um, than just looking at this one life and thinking this is all there is. But that's still that's still part of the illusion because basically what we're going back to is. The knowing that we are one with God and that we are in the we are in the same moment of creation as as there's only one moment you know and there's been several great authors who've talked about this in the last five or ten years you know like the power of now and so forth so there's only one moment and and uh, you know physicists have shown us that time and space are not fixed so this our Time and space are, are really illusions. They're just part of the play that we're in. But we're there's only one moment, and that's the same moment of our creation. So that's really what you remember back to. That's where you come back to. So it's a much broader perspective. Um, so there's really layers of perspective, and then you come up to the end layer of knowing that you are in that same moment of creation. And, and when you can walk through, the, and then then you walk through the world with that knowing, and you're of the world. I mean, you're, you're in the world, but you're not of it. So that's how Jesus walked through the world. That's how some of the you know the great spiritual uh, prophets walk walk through the world. 
Well, Larry, what's your suggestion for people when they don't feel God in their lives? Well, the first thing that, uh, that I want to say to people is that do, if you don't if you don't feel God in your life, don't judge yourself. Don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty because when you when you add those emotions of guilt onto other stuff, you're just deepening the the crisis, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, don't feel bad about it. You are where you're supposed to be in this moment. Okay, you're being led. If you're listening to this show, then you're you know you're uh, supposed to, you're, you're where you're supposed to be, no matter where you're at. Okay, so uh, so don't feel bad about it. What, what I suggest to people is to really to make it simple. And the, and there's so much static in the world that to make it simple, what we need to do is if you know is if you can turn off the TV for a week, turn off the radio for a week, don't read the paper for a week. You know, don't. If you can, don't get on, you know, the computer for a week um, and go for a walk in the woods, you know, for an hour a day or, or go sit in the woods um, somewhere where you can be away from people um, and, and make it simple. And when you go and you take some of that static away, then it uncovers, you know, what you, what you are left with is the ability to listen, to hear more because God is within you and God is talking to you every moment. So it's the ability to, and you can tune into that. So it's the ability to tune into that if you un- take away some of the static. So if you go do that and you spend some time alone for a week, I guarantee you that there's going to be some kind of opening. I can't tell you what kind of opening there is, but um, God, you know, you will have some kind of opening. It's like, you know, what's happening is it's like, you know, when you're in the play, you're like, it's like the clouds are completely covering you. You can't see the sun. Well, when you start to remove some of these layers and some of the static, then you're parting the clouds a little bit, and you'll get some of the sun coming through so that you can see that. Um, and then, you know, and then you just have to you have to be aware of what steps are being presented to you to go, you know, step by step. And and you just need to listen to your own intuition and in your gut, and to know, you know, okay, this is where the next step for me. And I guarantee you that. You know these steps are being presented to you all the time. Every everything in this this play, everything in this world, and in this play is meant to bring you back to a remembrance of your oneness. So things are being presented to you, and it could be a person that you meet. You know, you have a five second conversation with in the grocery. You know, just hello, or it could be an animal that flies across your path. You know, a hawk flies across your path. It could be, you know, the way you hear the wind uh, move through the trees. There's something, these things, there, there are things, every one of those things is love, is God. So those are all triggers, anything. I think when we triggers. come back from the break, I'm going to ask you to tell us a story of maybe something that happened in your life. Okay. And where you saw that symbol, you know, where you got that confirmation that you were on the right track. Okay. I think that that's something that would really help our listeners because... We all struggle with things, and many times we feel that we're in the dark and we don't see a sign. And so what you're saying is there are signs all around us. Yeah. Maybe you can share what some of those signs are when we okay. come back. My guest today is Larry Duchin. He's the author of I Am, Therefore I Am, Finding God in Our Heart. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You can hear these shows on the Internet on voiceamerica.com or on my site, raskinresources.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Ask 
the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women and Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin. This is a program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities and make your dreams come true. And today is no exception. Have a great guest on. You can call us if you're listening live on July 21st at 866-472-5788. My guest today is Larry Duchin. His book is I Am, Therefore I Am, Finding God in Our Heart. Welcome back, Larry. Thank you. I know I had asked you if your book was similar to Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh, mm-hmm. Walsh and you said that it was. It's similar um, in that I think it carries a certain um, theme through it, plus I guess people would say the the way that I receive these are similar to i mean it's all it's really in the in the end it's all the same because he's you know he's he's talking it, it, he's getting those uh that information from God I'm receiving that information from god it's also we're getting i mean that's coming from the one the the one divine so to speak. Um, which we're a part of. So, um. in that sense, it's very similar. Can you give us an example um, of how we see a sign? How we know 
you know, we're going along in our life and we're discouraged about something, we want to keep up our hope, uh, what would you advise in terms of understanding where the, the positive signs are? Well, I think you have to you have to realize you've got to be looking for the signs. Okay, you've got to be aware, okay, I'm, I'm going to be receiving signs everywhere. So I'll give you a couple of concrete examples of stuff that's happened to me. For instance, uh, I've... Native American culture has been a big part of um, what has been my spiritual path because uh, basically uh, uh, the Native Americans taught us about how God is in nature and in animals, and I, th- I think, and then uh, Jesus taught us about how God is in, in our fellow people. So, but Native American has been a big part of the path, and so th- there's all kinds of times when I've gotten anim- when I've gotten dreams that have animals in it, like a bear will be attacking me. Or um, hawk is something that I feel is like a very important uh, messenger for me, and there'll be days where I'll see 50 hawks, you know, or a hawk will fly right across my windshield. Um, there's, I went one time to a state park, and I was sitting, uh, standing by a creek, and this otter gets out about 50 feet away, comes up the bank, comes right to my feet, turns around, and goes right back to where he got in and got in the water okay so um and and there's you know signs come they can come in your dreams um they can come in your animals they they will definitely come in people um what people tell you i mean if you hear something and you know it perks your interest and maybe an offhand comment but it perks your interest that's something that you should explore um when i um I had initially put this book out um, and with a different version several years ago. I was trying to put it on hold. I couldn't put it on hold. And then um, I, I just realized it wasn't timing for me or for the world for the book. This was several mm-hmm. years ago. And then end of last year, um, I got an email that just was something that um, was from the, the from the company that itself published it and was talking about marketing services or something. And I just it just kind of dawned on me at that point that, you know, I, okay, now's the time I need to publicize the book. And I wasn't supposed to publicize that old version with them, but I was supposed to um, hire a publicist and move with it. So, you know, there's an infinite number of ways that signs can come to you, and if you are just open and say, you know, if, if you believe in a higher power, you believe in God, say, God, show me, you know, what path I need to take. And just be aware of when things perk your interest or, I mean, it doesn't, there's not going to be, sometimes it's going to be as evident as that otter. It's going to be like a slap in the face, okay? Other times it's going to be more subtle, and that's part of the growth process is being able to listen and, and tune into the more subtle ones so you know, okay? The other thing is God wants you to know when not to go a certain way, okay? And if you're trying to make something happen, let's say you're trying to, um, you know, go to law school and every law school, rejects you okay well that's a pretty good red flag that you are not supposed to go to law school at least at that time or so if, if you're trying to do something and it's really arduous and it's just not working out that's a good sign that you're not supposed that's to not go that way to. you know in your book you have a chapter called the light and you talk about sunlight filtering through the trees which reveals the interplay of light and dark what about light does this mean that we should be looking at light and uh, to tell us something. Well, we we are we are light, and God uh, arose. I mean, creation arose from a black hole, and then 
spread out and, and became light. So we are a web of light. We're all an interconnected web of light. And that, I'm not the first one to talk about this. I mean, there's been people for thousands of years have talked about this interconnecting web of light. So we're part of that. So we're light. So, you know, for me, I put the chapter in there because light, looking, you know, things that are, that are light, the light filtering through the trees trigger a lot for me. And when, when I talk about, um, the like the, the filtering through the trees, you have the interplay of the uh, the dark and the light, and that's kind of um, that's kind of what uh, our process here is. We're working through that interplay of dark and light to come to um, you know to come to knowing that we're all light. So for me, uh, things like you know the sun has an immense amount of power. I mean because we're you know physicists have told us that we're um, we're one, you know, the same elements that make up the sun, make up the stars, that's what makes up us, okay? So we're born of that, and we, you know, our bodies go back into that. But um, uh, so there's a connection, but there's a connection there with these elements. Um, and so something like the sun or the moon um, has been powerful for me. Now, other people may have, you know, may have a different path. Um, I mean, that may not come into play for a while or, that's kind of the deal on the light. Why is it that some people are afraid of God? Well, that's a good question, and I can tell you that um, I have been that during part a lot of a lot of my process, I've been very afraid of God. So, I think that once you, that when you start to really get into a deep relationship with God, most people would are afraid of God, and the reason for that. Is because again that we believe that we have separated from God. This goes back to the, um, you know, it goes back to the beginning of eternity, so to speak. So we believe we separated from God, and so we believe that we will be punished for separating from God. So as we tr- draw closer, it, it's a it's a it's a push pull type of thing. It's like the moth is attracted to the light, but the light, you know, um, but the flame may burn him but in actuality so what we believe is so we're attracted to god because we are that same love and we 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 are missing that love that's why there's such a longing in this world for that love and again that hole's filled by all the addictions so we miss so that love pulls us back in but at the same time we're afraid of that love because we're we have a belief that we have separated from god and that we are going to be um, punished. So it's really a push-pull type of thing. And uh, it's only, I can tell you for me, it's gotten much better as I've realized that, that God is not a punishing God, that God is love, and that God only loves, and that God uh, would never um, punish. But but the basic, the main thing is that we've never, we've never separated from God. And those are some pretty deep issues there. So I don't want to... Um, I don't want to, like, confuse the listener or anything. Well, one of the things you also talk about in your book is something about being a container. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Uh, we are, if you can envision um, a something that is a, if you envision the sea of light, but also there is a container that shows you some kind of definition of a, individualized unit, but at the same time that that light passes through, so you're still part of the one. So it's like a wave in the ocean. We're like waves in the ocean. We are um, 
both indiv- individualized but also one with the ocean. So the container is um, what holds um, our longing for God. It's our it's our longing for God that brings us back to um, that that wanting um, that brings us back to God. So that's what the container is. Okay. All right. We have a couple minutes before break. So what would you say is the first step that people can take to bring a stronger sense of God into their daily life? Well, I think if you, you know, if, if you, uh, if you have a, if you have a negative view of God from religion or whatever, I think you have to, the, the first chapter of my book talks about appearances and belief, and it's really a good setup for the rest of the book because it talks about how um, we each have different beliefs, and so because we each have different ones, that's kind of like shifting sand, and that's not what truth is. So I think people have to take a step back and say, okay, I have these beliefs. I, you know, I have these beliefs because from the Catholic Church or from whatever, or you know, because God didn't take care of me when I was a kid and I was abused. And so, you know, but but th- those are individualized beliefs that only you hold. So you have to, if you, if you read the book, you can read the first chapter and take a step back, and then maybe you can kind of at least drop the negative beliefs about God and say, okay, I'm going to be open to whatever, um, you know, be open to whatever God shows me. Um, so, but if, if you're, whether you have negative beliefs or positive beliefs, if you, you know, just start talking to God and, and say, um, you know, God, show me, show me what I need to do, you know, be, and, and a big thing, a big part of this process, and I'll talk about this in the book, is gratitude. You know, be grateful for the things in your life. Everyone can find something that they're grateful for. Be grateful, you know, that you wake up in the morning. Be grateful, you know, if you have children, you know, that are healthy. Be grateful that you are, you know, financially secure. Find the things you're grateful for and start, you know, some kind of simple prayer. I do a simple prayer at night with a candle and in the morning when I wake up. And I just it's just a prayer of gratitude. And I just say, thank you, God, for these things, you know. And, um so you can be grateful, and, and as you start to be talk to God out of gratitude, then you're opening up some of those clouds so that maybe you can hear God, um, you know, hear God. And again, it may not be that you hear the voice of God. That may come a lot later, or it may come in different ways, but it may be that you realize, okay, hey, you know, I'm seeing more of God in everything, and, and so this person in the grocery talked to me about this, and, you know, and so you're, you're just recognizing more of God within yourself and with and without, you know, with because another. Because of the synchronicity, because more things are happening for you that are working, would you say? Or because, as you said, you, you see somebody that you know, you see something that makes your day, and you realize that's not just of you, but God had a hand in that. Well, it's not only God had a hand in that, God is expressing through each of us, and it's like one body. So the whole body is working in, in unison, it's like your body, so the, the, the cells in the liver work with the, the heart and so forth, or the brain. So everything is working in unison, so there's nothing, there's no ran, nothing random. It's, it's more than just uh, certain experiences, you know, you see everything, I mean, everything is, is, it's not planned, but everything is working in unison. So you are being brought the people that you need to see that day. You're having the mm-hmm. conversations you need to have. Mm-hmm. Everything is happening in, in the way it should be. It's all perfection. It's all happening as it should be. So, and I know that's a leap for listeners to get to, but that's kind of that's what's 
you know, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be saying. I'm supposed to be saying the deep stuff because that can help people take some of these leaps over okay. um, some of the intermediate stuff. All right, and we're going to take a break. My guest is Larry Duchin, author of I Am, Therefore I Am, Finding God in Our Heart. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh, uh, uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, this program is about hope, about positive thinking, about turning your problems into solutions, your challenges into opportunities, finding the support you need, and making your dreams come true. Today, my guest is Larry Duchin, and his book is I Am, Therefore I Am, Finding God in Our Hearts. And if you, you can call in if you're listening live on July 21st on Monday at 866-472-5788. Welcome back, Larry. Thank you. Okay, how does your mind play a part in this? You know, our mind is very powerful, and our mind can tell us things and override what we're feeling in our hearts. Mm-hmm. The, you, I want to uh, make a uh, show differentiation here. Um, there's the, the mind of God, which is what we all share, which is what is really real. And then there's the mind that you have or the, the part of your personality here. And that is a mind, That's that part is what, what's only here for this experience in this lifetime. So, you know, the what, what happened for me was that I was totally in the personality mind for long number of years into the 30s, and then slowly what happened was I started tapping in or, or remembering or recognizing my thoughts that I held with God. Um, so the uh, the personality mind is going to, is very devious, and it's going to, you know, kind of um, uh, rock the boat a lot because it's, it's, it's really a, an animal that, that doesn't, have a good stable existence and but it tries to you know at times to um tell you what to do it's trying to, it's trying to keep you away from your 
your your thoughts that you keep with God, and the thoughts that you that you hold with God, the the one mind are are thoughts of love. So when you're when you are having true thoughts of love and compassion from a selfless place, you are tapping into that, and. Um, but when you when you're obviously when you're having thoughts of judgment or anger or all the negative stuff, um, you're in your ego or personality mind. Um, that help does that uh, explanation help or? Well, I think it does, and I think one of the things that most of us battle with is when the mind is really strong and it's telling us to go in one direction. Mm-hmm. And the intuition is is crying out also, and we're overriding that. Yes, the, the, and you should always look, listen to your intuition because what you're thinking, your intuition is coming through your coming through your the mind of God, coming through your and it's coming through your heart. So, um, your the your and if you once you start to make that differentiation, and once you have start, start to have experiences that you see this is the way I'm supposed to go, then you start to listen more and more to the intuition and less to your other mind or to your your personality mind, so to speak. Um, if you you know one of the chapters I have in the book is, is the witness, and and really if you ever step back and just kind of look at the workings of the mind and witness it, um, and you see how it's just always kind of like going crazy and taking you, ten, t- you know, 20 different directions in one minute, um, you know, going here and there and all the thoughts that come about, it's like, my God, this is like, a, you know, this is insane. So, okay, so then you so you step back from that and you're witnessing that mind. It's like, okay, who is witnessing this? Okay, so the, the true essence of who you are is in, 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 your, in your thinking of the mind of God, that's the witness. That's who's witnessing this and you're seeing these insane workings going on. So if you're going through the day and you can... You know, you can you can make a recognition. Oh, you know, I, oh, I'm you know, look at my mind. Uh, I'm thinking about um, this issue about my car, or I'm thinking, you know, look, I'm flirting here, I'm flirting here. If you, if you're at least stepping outside enough to make the recognition that your mind is moving all these different directions, you've already taken a big step because you're witnessing, and then you have a perspective outside of that personality mind. How does the witnessing help you? Witnessing helps you because it's like you ask the question, okay, then you ask the question, who is witnessing here? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I've got, you know, it's almost like I've got two minds here. Yeah. I've got one that's just going like, you know, crazy and is doing all the stuff, the daily thoughts, you know, and everything. And then I've got this other one, and it's kind of still, and it's kind of just, you know, it's just sitting there watching, um, you know, and, okay, uh, you know, so it's like you're, you're you you almost have like three perspectives, but you you um it's like you know this, basically the witness is you know asking who who am I? Um, it's just a different perspective that takes you out of that play for at least a brief moment. So when you're going through the day, if you can kind of do that, you know, and and look at the mind, um, look at your thoughts, you know, kind of watch your thoughts that you're having. And it gets kind of it, it'll seem kind of weird for you at first, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. How does love play in all this? And that's a big piece because we're coming to the close of the program. Really want to talk about love. Well, the the essence, the theme of my book is really about love, and it, that is that God God is one, and God as love created a son, created us out of love, 
so that he or, or he, he or she could have an experience of himself or herself. Because God is one is all that is. So there needed God wanted to experience himself as love, so he needed there needed to be a um a perceiver and an object perceived, so to speak. Okay, so he, God wanted to experience himself as love, so he created, out of love, he created us out of love. He created the one son who we are part of, that one sonship. He created that sonship out of love. And that's the, <clears throat> that is what we're coming back to remembrance of uh, in these experiences. That's, that's what everything is being brought to us, to remember that we are that, that we were created out of love and that we are that love and that we are in this love relationship with with God, and if you go to all the um, you know the the sages and the prophets uh, like Rumi and others throughout the, you know the last two thousand years, they've talked about the relationship with the beloved, um, yes. and that's that's the love, and that's what I'm trying to help people um, remember in with my book. So that's the main theme of the book. But the book is really set up gets to that as the last chapter because there's a lot set up to show you in a logical way how do I get to that, you know, what makes sense. Um, and so it's kind of like a, a step-by-step. It's part, partly a step-by-step process. Part of it is a way that you um, just kind of is a way when you read my book, it, in a sense it gets you out of that personality mind, okay? So you, you have to, you've got to get out of that personality mind and have a different perspective. So that love is all that exists. Love is the essence of everything that is. So, and it's hard to see that because we're it's all it's all has an appearance of separation and appearance of evil and good and bad and so forth. But those are all appearances. The essence of what makes up all that is love. All right. So, in your closing thoughts for our listeners today, if people get one thing out of your book, which is "I am, therefore I am," finding God in our heart. What would you like them to get? I'd like for them to know that they are more than this role they're playing. They're not the doctor. They're not the you know the forgotten grandmother. They're not the victim. They are more. And once they take a broader perspective, they can start to have immense peace and joy within themselves as they come to remember and rediscover who they really are and that they are love. Okay. Thank you so much, Larry, for coming on the program. Thank you. My guest today has been Larry Duchin, author of "I Am, Therefore I Am." Finding God in Our Heart, and people can log on to, what is the website again? It's lawrenceduchin.com, so it's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-D-O-O-C-H-I-N.com, so lawrenceduchin.com, and they can can buy the book in any bookstore, they can buy the book on Amazon, anywhere on the Internet, anything like that, it's available. Thank you so much for being on the program, Larry. Thank you, Patricia, for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Folks, remember, as I always say when I close each show, stay healthy. Stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Check out my revised website, Raskin Resources. You can get right to my show on Voice America through Raskin Resources, as well as going on to Voice America itself. And I would love to hear from you if you'd like to write to me, Patricia at RaskinResources.com. Until next time, for Positive Living, have a great Monday and a great week.
You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.